finding our inner self and being centered with yourself is what makes us make the right decisions that are good for us and allows us to like follow in the direction that's meant for us to follow in. Welcome back to an all new season of Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hey, gal. Hi. Hi to here. And today we are talking to my friend and fellow twin mom, Natasha Dana, the founder of Twin Delicious and Co. Natasha is a mom's choice award-winning children's book author and a practicing behavioral therapist who helps her clients stay aligned with their purpose in every aspect of life from building a brand to mothering. Via her many online communities and workshops, Natasha helps others navigate the challenging waters of children's book publishing, offers parenting advice, and so much more. Today, we are going to talk about her current passion point, staying aligned in our purpose. So listen to this show if you want to get out of your own way, you want tips on building a brand with a strong identity, you want to learn how to stay aligned with your purpose while building your brand. Okay, Jamie here. So you guys know that sometimes we have a rant section of this show if we've got a bee in our bonnet, which <laughs> Heidi and I do. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, guys, I was supposed to be away. Was it this week? This week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now. Right now. I was supposed to be away. Jamie was supposed, was supposed to be away. I personally was supposed to be away on my 10-year anniversary trip to Miraval in Arizona, which has been my bucket list place to go for literally my entire life. It's like the wellness mecca of the world. And it's the most incredible place. Luckily, I was able to reschedule my trip. So more on that soon. But it's definitely been a little painful in moments this week being like, oh, I'm supposed to be like in a canyon doing yoga on an apex of magical energy on a rock on a mountain right now. But I had canceled it because I was just too scared to get COVID. Heidi, where were you supposed to be this week? So I was supposed to be on my first family-free, kid-free trip in five years. Mm. I kid you not. (laughs) Which feels crazy. I was supposed to be in Fontainebleau in Miami with my husband. And I was planning, we were supposed to leave Monday morning on the plane. And Sunday night, we got a call saying that we had a very, very unnecessary exposure to COVID that was 100% carelessness on not my part. (laughs) And I was gutted. Like I did so much prep work to be able to leave, right? Like I had Google Docs with schedules of my children and like all these coordinating things and menus. And obviously I recorded 800 videos in advance. And I mean, I just like, I killed myself getting ready for this week so that I could relax and enjoy and disconnect. And and then, you know, like 12 hours before the flight, it's like, oh, JK, Omicron. I don't want any bad travel juju because I just put a Team Murphy surprise trip on the calendar and I don't even want to talk about it because it can't get canceled. It just can't. I hear you and I feel you. And, you know, my my husband is the eternal optimist. Bless his heart. He He's like, well, we'll just do another one. And I'm like, oh, this work <laughs> like for nothing. Cause it's not like I like had a week off in New York. There's always more work to do, right? Like there's always more to do. Something with kids always comes up. But so it's just like, for me, it was having it ripped away, like after doing all the work and 
with Omicron, I'm like, yeah, but I read last night that there's another Omicron variant that's more contagious coming. And it's just like, is this ever, like, will I ever feel, Megan, I pray and hope and send all the best travel vibes to you forever and ever and ever. We're surprising the kids. We haven't done this, but we did this once a couple of years ago for Valentine's Day. And we're just like, get in the car. We're getting on a plane. And we wouldn't tell them where we were going. Uh, And it was so much fun. So we're trying to do that again. That's That's really sweet. I mean, I'm just kind of like rolling with the punches. I was actually, I canceled it because I was supposed to be on Good Morning America. And I was like, you know what? That's too important. I'm going to postpone my trip. And then literally after I canceled it, they called the next day and they were like, so we're changing your date to February 15th. I was like, of course you are. Jamie, that was acting 101. Like anytime you book a trip, you book a job. Like, bye. I know, right? Totally. (laughs) Totally. I just kind of look at it as like time I got back on my calendar and like, I'm not stressing it too much. But what I am excited about is that I think this is the moment where we could maybe tell our audience a little tidbit of information that's a bit of a sneak peek. What do you guys think? I think we have something very exciting to share. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So guys, consider your beans being spilled. So I don't think we should spill all the beans. Let's spill like one bean. You guys ready to spill one bean? One. Yeehaw. (laughs) That's a hint. If you yeehaw, it's going to be a boot stopping good time. If you have been following the off the gram, you know, story for whatever, the past 100 plus episodes, we have in the past, like, I guess it was really over the pandemic. We started doing these really cool events called off the gram live. Our first one was with Ariana Huffington. Our second one was with Catherine Schwarzenegger-Pratt. Both of them, although they were off the gram live, were live but virtual. So we had our amazing audience on Zoom watching the interview. It was rad. April 1st through 3rd, we are excited to announce we will be doing our first off the gram live, 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 live in, should we tell them where? Yeah. I've okay, never this been. Is, this is the biggest bean. And then and then no more beans. No, no more beans, beans for you. That's a lot of info. People out there, we are going to Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Who wants to come with us? Because we are bringing 10 lucky listeners. If you would like to be a part of this trip, there is going to be an opportunity for you to come. Suffice it to say, we have a very cool, very exciting guest that is going to be our guest for that episode. We will be spending a lot of time with her on the ground. It is somebody who you will want to meet. Trust me. And if you join the fun, you will get this amazing weekend with us at this hotel and on site with our incredible guest. I am going to now stop with the trail of breadcrumbs and we will pick it up in subsequent shows. So you got to keep listening along and following us on Instagram to find out what's next. Heidi, should we get into the interview? I think let's go talk to Natasha. Let's do it. Welcome, Natasha. Hi. I'm so excited you're here. So, okay, when I was preparing for this interview, I was going back through old photos and videos to find some of us, and I came across about a zillion videos of my twins in your twin delicious ruffle dresses. I love it. To this day, they remain the most cherished outfit of all time. No joke. So thank you for that. <laughs> And they also love your bracelets, and we still read your amazing books. You have so many offerings, Natasha, so it's even difficult to narrow it down to know where to start. So can you please just 
sort of give our listeners and us a brief overview of how did it start? How did Twin Delicious and Co. come to be? And was it sort of everything at once, you know, all the different offerings? Or was it one little piece at a time that built slowly? Okay. So I love that the girls still cherish their dresses and the books and all the charms that come with it, because that was the sentiment behind creating Twin Delicious and Co. It was a keepsake, something that I felt was missing, right? That's why people create is because there's something missing in the world. So I felt as a mom of twins, there was something missing, stories that they could relate to, something that shared the similarities and the bonding between twins. Because as a twin mom, you may know, many people have opinions as women, we know, right? And the one opinion that I would always get is, you know, you have to separate them. They have to have their own personality. Don't dress them up alike. And I just feel like let's cherish that bond because there's going to be so many things in life that will probably break them apart. I wanted to create something that would keep that bond and something that twins can have or siblings, you know, could cherish together. Best friends can dress up alike and it's cool, right? So the whole story started because I'm a lover of children and people in general. And I felt that stories was going to be the first connection. And while I was waiting for edits and illustrations, because I'm not an artist, I started to feel as if readers would want something more tangible besides the story. Like they needed to feel something. They needed to become the character. So I started to create the clothing line and there's a collection for each book. And then the accessories, whatever fits good with the story is what I love to create to make the story come to life. And that is Twin Delicious and Co. The Inco came after when I had my son. He is a full company in himself. And I had many requests for boys. Gosh, the cutest. Oh my goodness. And I just couldn't figure out how to incorporate like the boy life, right? No, it naturally happened. I think it was the universe that added the Inco, if you ask me. I think that's so cute. So this is Jamie. What I love is that you really, it sounds to me like you listen to your inner voice. Like people were telling you to do one thing and that was like the popular opinion. And you were like, no, this is not what I feel. And I'm going to provide something for people who maybe have a different opinion. So what are some tips for someone who maybe wants to learn to listen to their inner voice for clarity in business? Oh, I love that question, Jamie. Our inner voice, right? We are, my thing is we're born alone, whether you're a twin or not, right? As a twin mom, I can say that, right? But we're born alone. And in our time of solitude, we should sit and listen to what our thoughts are with anything. Like, what do you want to eat today, right? And you can be going out with friends and you listen to everyone's opinion, but somehow you come to a conclusion, you know, for everyone. So everyone's bellies are happy and full. But when you have those moments to like listen to yourself, I think we should take advantage of those moments. And as far as like in business, I think that Our number one thing is surrounding yourself with like-minded people is definitely the one thing we must do when making decisions in business because we can make the wrong decisions if we're influenced by wrong opinions, but finding our inner self and being centered with yourself is what makes us make the right decisions that are good for us and allows us to like follow in the direction that's meant for us to follow in. So I'm also an author, and I've always been told that writing children's books or breaking into the children's market is one of the hardest things to do. So what was sort of your background to say, okay, I've got a book idea, and I'm going to break into the book business. Tell us about that journey, because I've been told time and time again, I'm like, but I've got a children's book I want to write. And you're like, no, 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 write another self-help. Oh, wow, Megan. So I'll just tell you that 
Uh, this, this is a long story. So I'll start out with being, I don't know, what grade was I in second grade, right? So we had to do a book report and I didn't have, I had the resources, but my mom was busy. Let's just put it that way, right? We can go back into that child trauma stuff, whatever, another day, <laughs> but let's just say she was busy. So I had a book report due and being the person that I am, I needed to get an A on this book report. So instead of, you know, saying, I don't have a book to do my book report, I made up a book and I did a book report on this book and I got an A+. Wait, wait, you wrote a book to write a book report on? Yes. It was- I'm obsessed with you. That's amazing. I'll tell you, it was the maple tree on Birch Street. That was the name of the book. Yeah. (laughs) Do you still have it? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Somewhere. But I remembered everything. The cover was just a tree and I got an A plus on it. Right. And that like made me want to write books. And then I also like sing and, you know, theatrical stuff. But stories always came back to me. And just having a background in like writing, behavioral therapy, I'm always doing reports for families and things. I didn't want to go like the whole agent, book route. Like I didn't know any of that world. I just knew how to do business and how to get things done. So I said, let me go to a hybrid company. And that's what I did. And I pitched the story to them and they said, okay, this is how this is going to work. We have an illustrator, we have an editor and, and it all worked out. And that was it. So building a brand based on it, it was just the fun part of it. I didn't think too much of it. And I think that's what holds a lot of people back. They think too much and they research too much. And it's just like, ugh, some things we should be cautious about, but then some things you're inside. Again, Jamie, right? Your inside has to tell you, just do it. The first book was? Any two can be twin delicious. Gotcha. And where does your inspiration come from? I know as a writer, people are always like, well, what if you run out of ideas or you get writer's block? Uh, Where do your ideas come from? What sparks and keeps your juices going? I think artists just have to create, right? So I don't think there's ever a moment when I don't have a story. I love people. Once again, I can listen to stories for days. If you're an interesting person, like let's sit down, right? I love that. I feel that way too. Like if I get stuck creatively, like I will go to the drugstore and have five interactions and those sparks of interaction and energy always jumpstart my creativity. Absolutely, Megan. I agree with that. I love that. It's true. We're people, people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like that's what makes the world go around, right? We need each other. So yeah, that's how it works for me also. I love that, Natasha. (laughs) (laughs) I want to sort of focus on something that you've been talking about a lot recently, which is, and, and always, but I, maybe I've just keyed into it recently, is you've been speaking a lot about living in alignment with our purpose, right? And you say it's possible in every aspect of life. So mothering, building a business, writing books, and As a fellow twin mama of three, how do you stay aligned with your purpose while parenting and running a business and generating these ideas for stories? How do you do it? (laughs) A, I love that you've caught on, right? Because I'm just like, here, let's see if anyone grabs this. So it's working. Good, right? I love it. Like, I love the idea of living in alignment with your purpose, but working in alignment of your purpose to me is like, Hmm, how do you say it? Yeah, put in the action in place, right? So that's the thing. Your question, how do I do it? <laughs> so I, for a long time, I feel like I never asked for help. So recently I've learned to ask for help. I have help, right? And then I've also learned to say, okay, I can't do that and it's taking me too long. So here, 
thank you for the help, right? I graciously appreciate it. I have to tell myself that. Be gracious about asking for help and then you won't feel bad. It's not like if you're needy, you're gracious, right? So that's one thing. And then there was a two part to your question. As a twin mama of three, (laughs) (laughs) sharing all your things, like how do you parent in alignment, you know, with your purpose and work in alignment with your purpose? Right. But also, how do you identify your purpose? Like, how do you know in your gut what's driving you? Like, is there something you're asking yourself and saying like, okay, this is what I care most about. This is the purpose. That's what you're talking about with like getting quiet. Is that part of it? That is getting quiet. Yes, getting quiet. And I find that I'm a spiritual person, right? I do attend mass and I read a lot and I love history. So I feel like life is about repeating cycles, right? Being a mother is the best gift ever. And I never want to take that for granted because life also, it goes so fast. Right. So just yesterday I was 16. (laughs) It's like, if you find a moment to make joy out of it, I need that. Right. Even if it's like chaotic, like the mornings, moms, we're always crazy in the mornings, right? Because we have to wake ourselves up and then we have to hope that other people are waking up just as happy and enthused to get the day started. But when they are not, how do you do that? So for me, I find that My girls are at the age, they're 11 now, where they kind of, they can do their own thing. They can wake up, they have their alarm clocks. And if they're not having such a good day because they decided to stay on Roblox a little bit too late while I told them to go to bed, I then have to address them. But usually they get up and they do what they have to do. So my son, he has his one-to-one time, which is something I didn't have as like a twin mom. I didn't have that. So like, I'll know, like how he went to bed the night before will probably determine how he wakes up. So if it's, He's just waking up and he's fine. It's whatever. I'm giving you an example here. But if he is, if I know that he's going to be a bit cranky, I like try to take a minute. Okay. I have to be calm, even though the mayonnaise just spilled all over while I was making a sandwich. And I have to like address it in a calm way. Like I know he loves the snuggles before. Like I feel like we have to go into each moment as aware of what's happening, right? We take a moment to breathe it in and we know what we're doing, what our next step is. And then we get into that, which is a lot that I feel like I've been speaking about lately because I feel as women, we control a lot of our environment, right? Our moods, how we walk into the room, when our cycle is happening, right? Like all of those things kind of control our whole home, our living, our being, our surroundings. So if we are in alignment with ourselves, we know how we feel. We know how to take a step back. We know the people that are around us and we are aware of them as well as ourselves. I think it's easier for us to find the joy and alignment and to show up and balance it all in the best way. And sometimes things fall. Like sometimes it's a mess and it's okay if it's a mess. Like just, you don't even have to show up for the mess. Just say, you know what mess? I'm leaving you there and I'll see you in a couple of minutes. Well, so this is Jamie. What I'm hearing you talk about is being a mindful, intuitive, joyful person. And I think that alone is so much of what most people would just hope for out of their life. So many of us go through life with blinders on and stuck in the anxiety and the minutia of the moment, all of the things and the to-do lists, right? So I think I have to guess that a lot of this comes from your faith, right? So you talk about being to discern when we're in tune with ourselves and our faith and our beliefs and a higher power, which that really speaks to me because I'm like a big 12-step 
program person. And I just really believe in all of that. Yeah. And by the way, this whole higher power thing was not information I had before I started in that community. So it was really like a later part of my life realization. And so I really jive with you on that. So I'm just wondering how you kind of look at how does that relate to building a brand? Oh, okay. I feel that, let's see. So my background is in behavioral therapy. And I knew that I wanted to do something with children when I started to attend college. But I just wasn't sure what what aspect of it. So I feel like with psychology, it does. It goes together with spirituality and philosophy, right? It all connects. And having the gift of being a mom is something that I think we all have to remember sometimes that it is a gift, right? So how we show up and being the person that we are genuinely is what we're building or what we're showing. I mean, we are our own brand, right? No matter what you do, you are the brand. Like people want to know who Elon Musk is, even though he built Tesla. Like, yeah, we still want to know about him. So yeah, that's how I feel like brand connects with the whole becoming who you are or being who you are. So if you have like a strong foundation of who you are, you can build a strong company based on your values. Is that? Absolutely. I feel like it's transparent, Heidi. To answer that question, you said it. Absolutely. It's transparent because you are your brand. So if you show up as yourself, I always felt like even with friendships, right? Like you you have those friendships or family. Friends are the family that we choose, right? So you can show up and have to be around this family that you really don't jive with. And it's hard, right? That's hard work. But then if you're around people that you genuinely jive with and you like are on the same level, it's easy. So it's easier to be yourself. It's easier to show up as yourself. It's easier to build a brand that's based on something that you connect with. And if you find people that connect with you, then that's that's awesome. Well, to me, it sounds a lot like energy, like energy is important to you. Like George and I, my husband and I talk about it all the time. Like he says, even in business, if he takes a project for the wrong reasons, with the wrong intentions and not in tune with who he is, the money's not sticky. He's like, even if somebody offers me this big old check, but I know that it's like not the right thing. He's like, the money will disappear at some point. And I think even when we look at our business, you know, off the gram, I mean, the three of us together, we're business. And when you look at the energy of three people who are like passionate and are in it to really like provide information and help people. We love doing this every day. And I think it like that energy tumbles down out of this show. I feel like people can smell bullshit a mile away. Mm -hmm. And if you are a ball of negative energy, it somehow shows up in your business. Do you agree with that? I agree with you. 200%. (laughs) But so just to circle back to Jamie's OG question about the higher power, let's connect these dots. So does believing in a higher power allow you to better connect with yourself or just trust the universe that if you are yourself, it's all going to turn out well and the business is going to go well if you're true to you? The second. I love the way you put it, but I agree with the second because I I just read a lot of your stuff. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I love it, Heidi. Because I do feel that if we sit and listen, the path is there. We have to follow. You have to sit and listen, right? We can try to navigate away from it. But like I said before, it's hard to put ourselves in those situations that just are not working out, right? Think about how many times you had to take the road test, right? Before, I don't know how many times you had to take it, but I- Just once. Just once? (laughs) (laughs) Which is shocking, actually. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I 
knew that I had options, right? I don't know, for some reason, I had options. Just say the week that I say, you know what? I live in New York City. I didn't do the whole driver's ed. I'm probably not going to get my license. You know, a lot of people didn't. You take the train every day, right? But I spent my summers in Virginia with my grandparents. So my grandfather said to me, you should get your license and you should come here and take your license. And he said, you don't even have to park. We don't have New York City streets. So that's what I did. I didn't even bother taking my New York City, you know, road test. I did it in Virginia. Options. I'm just going to circle back to Faith because this is something that's interesting to me. I'm the editor-in-chief of Women's Day Magazine, and we have a chief spiritual officer, which is Candace Cameron Bray, and she shares a different Bible verse every month. And I'm, I love that. I'm not somebody who attends church regularly, although my kids go to Catholic school, but I really envy and value faith. And I'm curious how you came to your faith. Was this something that was a ritual growing up or something you came to later? And how does that guide you on a daily basis? Oh, wow. Okay. So faith, I feel as if I've always been, I've always questioned I was always curious, not question. I was always curious about faith, right? Why are we here? There's a higher power. So growing up, my mom was raised Catholic, went to Catholic school, but she didn't marry into the religion. I chose based on her older siblings to follow. And I feel like that influence came from a friend who he would get up every Sunday. Think about a teenager getting up every Sunday and he would walk to church. And it was like, oh, my goodness, I admire you for doing that. And he would attend 830 Mass. Like, (laughs) right? So when I moved out on my own, I was 19. I needed a routine. I felt like I needed a routine. And that became my routine. Every Sunday, I would go to church by myself. Fascinating. So it was like to put structure and discipline in your life and just to kind of start to put yourself in the right direction. And it was almost like that intuition just came to you that that would be something that would set you up for the long run. Yeah. So I feel like once again, we have these things inside of us that, you know, I said, I was curious. It was always something I was curious about. And instead of just pushing that curiosity aside, I wanted it answered. I wanted to know more about it. So that's what I feel like organically led me to practicing, you know, answering my curiosity. It was a good answer, a good curiosity to answer, I think. I love that. I mean, I think it's just so hard for some people to understand like faith just at all. Like, what is faith? What do you believe in? What do you mean a higher power? Like, is it a specific God or deity or this or that? You know, I think I think sometimes the word faith is very broad and and therefore people shut it down before they let it in because it's too broad. Oh, yeah, Heidi. But I think that like, for me as a yoga teacher, when I, I mean, I, you know, I've been teaching for two decades at this point. And when I started teaching, it was still like, I can't do yoga because I'm a Christian. I can't do yoga because I'm Jewish. I can't do, because they viewed it as a religion rather than spirituality. So just separating religion from spirituality and faith was actually a big challenge all those years ago that hopefully not as many people have. Now I'm like, I don't know what's hard when you're in the wellness community in New York City. It's like, well, of course, everybody knows what spirituality and faith are versus a specific sect of a religion, right? Right. I don't know. Spirituality, and I love that you have the whole umbrella of your experience of it, right? Because I I can't imagine anyone saying that yoga is faith based on something specific. But I guess 
it does make sense for someone to believe that. And I'll tell you something else, which may sound crazy. Sometimes I believe that spirituality is ourselves. Like we are the faith, right? Having faith and believing in yourself. Sometimes just having a talk with yourself and you're waiting for God to answer or somebody to answer. No one's answering you. It's probably you answering yourself, right? So the whole like talk about mindset shifts and things like that, I feel like a lot of people just need to have faith in themselves at the end of the day. Yeah. Listen to yourself. There's also probably a piece of routine. I think routine is important in life, whether it's around faith or around business or around momming, just having that sense of routine, especially in such unsettling and unprecedented times. How can we all create a little bit more comfort and routine? Absolutely. And community, right? Did you get a community when you started going to church? At 19? Uh, no, there were no, all the older. So I was in like a predominantly Italian neighborhood. <laughs> so now there are older Italian ladies. And then when I and you kept going. Yeah. Well, you know, what's so funny because when I moved from Brooklyn, I'm originally from Brooklyn and I moved to Staten Island. My buddy was my neighbor who I met her at 70, I don't know, 70 something. She just recently passed away. She lived a very beautiful, long life. Love her, love her and miss her. But yeah, she was my buddy. We would go to church. Yeah. So you found a buddy. Yeah, I did eventually. (laughs) I found a whole community of these wonderful ladies. And my younger friends would make fun of me. Are you going out with your best friends today? (laughs) Well, before we let you go, can you kind of just tell us what's next for the business? Now, your twins are 11. I have an 11-year-old daughter who wouldn't wear anything I picked out for her or made for her or unless it was one of your lightning bolts unless it was unless yes unless it was aviator nation then she might steal (laughs) it off my body but what's next for your business is there more books on the horizon like what do you got cooking so i love that you said that about your daughter because i am at that stage where my girls one will absolutely not like don't even think about choosing an outfit for her and she's the creative one so she has been talking about doing some things just to like tweak Twin Delicious a little bit and have it grow with us. So I love that she's interested in doing that. We will be touching on that. And then as far as my writing, I am working on something. Like I said before, I've learned to hand out the jobs and I've just attained an agent for writing. And I will be speaking more on behaviors and being in alignment as a woman and the gifts that we have and what we can share and hopefully helping moms and other women with these stories and books that I plan to put out into the world. So that's what's happening right now. Book proposals are happening. (laughs) I love that. And sorry, before we let you go, you just said women giving of ourselves. And one of the things I've heard you talk about, I mean, everybody feels spread too thin right now, right? So as the last question, I'd love to ask, how can we tell when we're giving enough of ourselves versus too much? Is there like a warning? Is there something specific? How, how can you know that? Okay. So I don't know. What is it? Fight or flight? Like we know those stressors, right? You know your mm-hmm. body. That's number one. If you aren't a person that's into, so my practice is I write everything down, right? And, and I know, so the past two weeks, my husband isn't here and we also have a family business that we run. It's an electrical company and that is crazy. So <laughs> yeah. So my husband- Good luck with this Nor'easter. I know, I know. So wait, Heidi, let me tell you. My husband's probably going to be sending me pictures of him in the palm trees in Florida and whatever, right? We'll talk. <laughs> but I think that as a person who likes to write everything down and be organized that way, 
I try to, and, and like Megan said, not being chaotic, like jumping into things in a chaotic way is what causes us to get frazzled and lose track of ourselves. So if we can be as organized as we can, knowing what we have to do before, then I think we'll keep control of our fight or flight, you know, endorphins and not have to, you know, get them out of, when they go out of whack, that's when we know that we are doing too much, right? And how can I say it? We all need a moment to just step away. I think that we should take advantage of them when our bodies tell us to do it. Because when we don't, that's when, you know, things can get a little hairy for us. So too much stress, fight or flight is you're giving too much, dial it back, take a breath, take some space. Yeah? Absolutely. Or take your class. Take Heidi's class, right? (laughs) I love you, Natasha. (laughs) All right. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Natasha. The very last segment that we like to do with our guests is called... Carmichael! (laughs) So I forced Megan to say it because she's the best at it. But I will explain, since I'm a yogi, that karma is the Sanskrit word for action. So we ask all of our amazing, inspiring guests, you, what is one small actionable item that our listeners could take for a week or two that would yield a large result? So it could be drinking water every morning. What's your small action for us? Wow, a small action. I think that music and movement helps. I think so. Because when we're moving, we do not have time to be... How can I, moving in a good way with good music, right? That puts us like in the a mood. dance party in the kitchen. Absolutely, you're talking about? Okay. wherever it is, in the car, in the kitchen, those help us stay in a good mood, right? Because we're moved. Like you don't have time to be sad. Like you know, like, the music's on and you're moving. Like there's nothing else to think about besides that song that's on the radio. I love that you have a little jer- like you're from Staten Island, but you have a little jersey like oh, like you do what I do, like coffee talk more. Like <laughs> you got a lot of got a lot of jersey, got a little jersey in you. Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, the dance party spans all locations, and we so fist I love that. In my house, we fist <laughs> yeah. during the dance party. I love it. No, there's literally no way to like be in a bad mood once you turn the music on, and sometimes we all forget, and then I, I'll just. It like gets you. It literally is just like a spiritual, like little knob yeah. and it just turns everything to like the different directions. So thank you for that. Absolutely. This is why we ask sometimes the simplest things, people we make, we way overcomplicate things, right? <laughs> totally. Well, thank you for breaking it down for us. We love talking to you today. I'm obsessed with your energy. It's literally infectious. So please tell our listeners where they can find your book and where they can find you on the gram. On the gram, I am at Twin Delicious. So it's a 3D word, right? In the right is world. We say it's a 3D word. It's twin, T-W-I-N-D-O-L-L-I-C-I-O-U-S. And you can also find me at twindelicious.com or natashadana.com where I'll be doing lots of one-to-ones and speaking on these behaviors and getting in alignment with yourself. Get it, girl. We love it. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us. And thank you, everybody at home for listening along. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to follow us on the gram at Off the Gram Podcast. We'll see you next time.